The big day is here. Donald Trump goes to court. Bud Light goes woke, and the elites just can't escape their ideology. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so today, Donald Trump goes in front of a judge. Here are some updates. This is what's happening. So, there was a leak of the indictment. By the way, this leak probably came from the prosecution. Uh, this leak is illegal. It is a felony, and there are calls now for Alvin Bragg to be investigated and indicted for this felony. Of course, that's not going to happen, and the reality is Trump's legal team did have the indictment too, so it's possible Trump leaked the indictment. Who knows? Doesn't really matter. So, this is this is just a weird indictment. There, He is being charged not with 33 misdemeanors and one felony. He is being charged with 34 felonies. Now, 34 felonies for um, fraudulent business entries is essentially what it is. So what Bragg did is he upgraded the state misdemeanors for this and upgraded them to felonies based off the federal statute. This stuff is not going to play well with a judge. Uh, whether the judge has the balls enough to, to sit back and throw this stuff out, I don't know. We'll have to see. Chances are it's in Manhattan, so chances are no. Uh, there are, I'm sure there are going to be calls for, um, calls for uh, requests by the defense and the prosecution. For example, change of venue is probably going to happen. That's going to be requested. So all this stuff is basically is basically just it's just a lot of garbage. So today really doesn't mean a hell of a lot. So what's essentially going to happen is Trump is going to at two thirty going to go in front of a judge. He's going to get processed at one thirty. There will be no handcuffs, and there's a very good chance there's not even going to be mug shots. Now Trump is pushing for mug shots. He wants mug shots, and you he. The, the lawyers have said it'll be the most manly mugshot you've ever seen, which I can believe. I, it is going to be really hysterical if there's, it's really going to be sad if there are no mugshots. There's got to be mugshots. Uh, it'll be on every t-shirt in America by next week if there are mugshots. So, but there's a good chance there are not going to be any. Uh, Trump it will go in front of the judge. His lawyers will plead not guilty. There's a very little chance that Trump is going to say a bloody word. And then Trump will be released. Don't forget, a lot of people are screaming about bail, bail, bail. New York, the state, has no bail. So Trump is not going to go on bail. There have been talk about a gag order. Chances are there will be no gag order. It is unconstitutional to have a gag order because Donald Trump is running for president. So there's, a very, there's very little shot that there will be a gag order. Um, cameras will not be allowed in the courtroom. Now, for some reason, you would think, I would think there should be cameras in the courtroom because, let's face it, we want to see what's going on. But the judge is not going to allow cameras in the courtroom and the Trump attorneys do not want cameras in the courtroom. That's kind of weird. So we'll have to see how that's going to, that's all going to play. Trump will then leave and apparently go back to Mar-a-Lago. I thought he'd actually stay in New York, but apparently he's going back to Mar-a-Lago. And he is going to have a rally at Mar-a-Lago. 
So it'll be a few hours after the, the trial. It takes about two hours to get from New York to Florida. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to New York to support Trump. Now, so far, there hasn't been a heck of a lot of uh, protests. There have been some Trump supporters out there, but not a heck of a lot of protests in New York. But Marjorie Taylor Greene has decided she's going to show up to New York and she's going to support um, she's going to support Donald Trump. Now, this led to probably the dumbest statement that could be made by a New York politician. In this case, it was Eric Adams about Marjorie Taylor Greene's arrival and all of the possible riots that could occur in New York. Left wing, blue city, New York City, Manhattan specifically. We're talking 80-20, these people voted for Biden. And Adams is worried that Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to go there and start a riot. Well, he said just probably the dumbest thing you could say. Let's listen. Maybe some rabble-rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow. A message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind and... If one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you... New York City is not the safest large city in the country. What is he talking about? Between the rats and the criminals and releasing rapists and all that stuff, what is he talking about? Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to go out there and start shooting guns in the streets. It's, again, one of those things where do as we say, don't do as we do kind of thing. This was a really tone-deaf statement. And everyone caught him on this. It's just kind of like, why would you say something like this? You Crime is rampant in New York City. And you're, you're saying people can't protest? And it's got to be, this is our home? Really? It's just, it, it's a real, it's just a dumb statement. So, already, uh, right at this moment, there are, tensions are rising over there. There's already been a little bit of violence, just pushing and shoving kind of crap. But it, it, don't expect much happening here. I mean, seriously, I don't even know why anyone would show up. I would show up just so I could take pictures. But outside of that, nothing's going to happen. So, in another... In another next story here, I, I go broke, go broke just doesn't seem to comprehend some of these big organizations. And you've got to wonder why after a while. Here's the thing. This trans thing, no one believes in it. But this does not stop companies, especially companies that cater to white, straight men. It doesn't stop them from virtue signaling. The next sucker company that's doing this is Anheuser-Busch. They decided they didn't. They needed uh, a new spokes, spokesman, and they found him, Dylan Mulvaney, who decided to become a woman a little over a year ago, has made some outrageous videos and made a lot of money. I mean, this guy. This is a guy 
who decided to become a girl last year. And he filmed it. And I think this is all a troll. I don't think he's a woman. I don't think he tried to be a woman. He was a pretty, pretty flamboyant gay man before. Now he's a gay man wearing a dress. Bud Light decided to put him on one of his on one of their cans. And they are celebrating the trans day of visibility or all that crap. Now Dylan Mulvaney, he's been making money hand over fist. His 15 minutes just doesn't seem to end. This guy has been supported by Kate Spade, the purse and clothing manufacturer. He's been supported by makeup man. He's been supported by Tampax, for Christ's sake. Tampax. Now Bud Light jumps into to the fray. So they sat back for uh, March Madness. By the way, San Diego State lost to UConn yesterday. That sucked. But he decided to, they decided to have him do a couple of online commercials. I don't know if we're going to see, I, did, I didn't watch the basketball game, so I don't know if they posted any of these commercials. Here's Dylan Mulvaney walking around with Bud Light, of course, dressed up like Kate, or like some little actress from the 50s. I can't remember which actress. Carrying cans of Bud Light and really pushing Bud for March Madness. Now, let's let's listen to what he has to say in this commercial. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month. But it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Woo! This guy is so deprecating to women it's not even funny so all women have no idea what tournament is happening even Josie who hates basketball knows that the final four is today was yesterday she even knows who was playing because San Diego State was in it this guy is this is blackface and you got companies like Anheuser-Busch are putting his picture on a can this guy's no woman. He's just a gay man. Well, Anheuser-Busch is getting a lot of crap uh, for this, and they should, and they will. And I got news for you. A lot of people are going to stop drinking their beer, their piss water beer. I quit drinking right on time. Trust me, I used to drink a lot of beer. And uh, they released a statement. Quote, Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across the across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect to audiences across various demographics and passion points. From time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers, like Dylan Mulvaney. This commemorative can was a gift to celebrate personal milestone, a personal milestone, and is not for sale to the general public. You know, here's here's the whole thing. Um, I... I, this is just so stupid. I can't even believe it. 
here's the thing. You really got to wonder what these guys are thinking when they do this. First off, who buys Bud Light? White, straight, men. Not a lot of trans people are drinking Bud Light. Trans people probably drinking White Claws and Trulies. A lot of conservative men drink Bud and Bud Light. Bud Light and Bud have always been symbols of America. As a matter of fact, it is the beer of the 4th of July. It was anyway. What are these guys thinking? Well, they're not. Here's the reality. Who's running Bud and Bud Light? The elites. The elites are going to force this crap on everybody until we all buy it. That's it. We are go- We are to accept this. And if we don't, don't drink their beer. They are actually doing the ESG thing. This is what ESG is about. Environmental, social, and governance. Well, they're doing the social ESG sh- c- crap. They're sitting back and pushing this left-wing propaganda. Uh, unfortunately, you, you, within a week, Bud is going to pull this. Bud is going to stop this whole thing. It's going to be a big mistake. Ask, and, and by the way, you've you got to wonder what they're thinking because this has already been done. Ask Mars Candy. Ask Gillette. Ask McDonald's. Ask Disney. Ask Netflix. They've all done this woke crap. And they've all sucked eggs because of it. And they've all changed their minds because of it. Because here's the thing. You know, you can virtue signal all you want. That's great. Go go for it. Virtue signal all you want. But when the rubber hits the road, it's about making money. And keeping your shareholders happy. And the fact is, going woke, you give up the money to go woke. And this is what's going to happen with Bud. Bud is going to get murdered in this. People thought this was a joke. They didn't think this was serious. They thought it was just a joke. They thought it was an April Fool's joke. Well, the joke's on them because they're going to get murdered on this. Okay, you know, the, the, the left just can't escape their ideology. So much so they say things that are completely wrong and then get all upset when people laugh at them. The, the, the big question, what is a woman? Which was Matt Walsh's big question. He did an entire documentary on it. Great documentary, you should see it. And nobody could answer it. Now that documentary came out like a year ago and still nobody can answer it. Well, one of the things... Uh, Dennis Prager said, wrote in uh, the Rational Bible Exodus, is that he was talking about the Ten Commandments, and one of the Ten Commandments was, you shall worship no gods before me. Well, one of the gods that Dennis Prager defined that we worship before the true God is education. If someone has a degree, that degree is like a Bible. That degree is like a God. They believe they are seen as experts in whatever they happen to be, quote, an expert, end quote, they're in. This being said, no one without a degree, anyone without a degree, is considered uneducated, uninformed, unenlightened, 
and any words that they say are irrelevant. Another problem is when the elitist, with their worthless degrees, tries to pander to a specific ideology, they make foolish statements. Such foolish statements that sometimes the lesser people like us, I only have an English degree, I have a BA, that's nothing today. We start laughing at them because they're so stupid and they don't realize how stupid they are because they're so educated. We should know what they're saying is right. So, um, the big thing that's really getting hit on is anthropology. And anthropology, they believe that anthropologists who are basically people who dig up dead bodies and determine the sex of the dead bodies, one of the things, because you can dig up a dead body a thousand years after that person has died and still be able to tell their sex because that's just how bones work. They want to stop identifying the bodies by sex simply because, well, you don't know what they thought they were. Well, Riley Gaines, a female swimmer who lost to Leah Thomas and now is one of the... um, one of the leading speakers against men and women's sports. She has a BS in health science. Okay, so she only has a BS in health science. She's talking to a doctor, a professor and a doctor at the University of Pennsylvania named Gabby Yearwood. And he, it's a he, he, maybe it's a he, I don't know, who cares? He is, he is an anthropologist. He has a doctorate in anthropology. Okay. Um, now, the reason I'm bringing this up is avoid sending your kids to these colleges because these people are idiots. So Gaines basically asks this guy a simple question. Is there a difference between men and women? The guy said no. And then she asks a really important question, basically attacking him on his home field of anthropology. Well, he said something stupid and people started laughing at him. And what he said was really stupid. Let's listen to what uh, she asked him and let's listen to his answer. You being an anthropologist, which anthropology is a study of human civilization, human. So if you were to dig up a human, two humans, and 100 years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? Strictly off of bones. Yeah. Because there's a hard way. So Riley Gaines, with just a BS in health science, just blew out a doctor of anthropology on his own field. He could not identify a man and a woman if he dug them up 100 years after they died. 
Here's the problem with the elites. They know bull loney. He definitely would know the difference between a man and a woman. There's no question. He's an anthropologist. He's got a doctorate in anthropology. He spent time in biology learning the difference between a man and a woman. But he can't say that. He can't say that. He could lose his job. And we, as the plebes, need to listen to him because he's so smart. It works the same way with politicians. I used to think when I was younger, a a lot younger, I used to think their ideas couldn't be that bad because he or she was a politician. Just like the professor. They knew more than I did. They understood more than I did. Over the years, I've learned differently. There can be some really stupid, smart people. My dad always said, uh, when I used to, when I got a lawyer for my for my uh, divorce, I said, "Well, my lawyer's got to be pretty good. I mean, he's a lawyer." And he, and he said, "No, lawyers, not all lawyers are that smart." He goes, "You have to be careful with them, and you got to listen to them, and you got to figure out if they're smart or not." And this is absolute, and that's something I've lived with for the last 15, 20 years. They're just not that smart. And this guy has proven he's not that smart. Now, he's smarter than, than he's leading on. I mean, he knows the difference. He's lying. He doesn't want to get in trouble with the trans community. Maybe I should rephrase that. Maybe they're so smart, they become stupid. That's a thing that... That's why things like sidewalks end up racist and coffee ends up racist because these people are so smart they can make crap up and make themselves sound stupid but they can organize it in their minds to the point it makes absolute sense here's the problem they have anybody with an IQ over 33 knows they're full of crap anybody knows they're full of crap and that room, probably filled with second year, third year anthropologists, just started laughing at this guy because that's the dumbest statement you could make. Here's the thing, too, with these elites. They really live in an echo chamber. So these guys, this guy will go into his um, into his uh, teacher's lounge and they'll all talk about the same thing. And none of them will debate each other. None of them will contradict each other. So they all have the same opinion. And the second they walk out of their their teacher's lounge and they're confronted with a student, not in a, a setting where the teacher is in control, but in a setting like this, they're laughed at. Absolutely incredible. Well, speaking of going woke, McDonald's is uh, in trouble. So McDonald's closed their corporate offices today. They'll be closing it until, I believe, tomorrow. Um, they're going through mass layoffs. So what's hysterical about it, this is actually pretty funny. I, what they did was they, they started having Zoom meetings to lay people off, and apparently... McDonald's was asked, well, what is the racial breakdown of the layoffs? I, I, it's just, no one can make this crap up. McDonald's, who's tried to be super woke, uh, now is being, has to lay off people because they're not making money. 
I mean, a Big Mac now is like $10. So people are not spending money on Big Macs. In the old days, people used to buy Big Macs, used to buy uh, fast food because it was cheap. Now it's no longer cheap and the quality hasn't gotten any better. So now they have to start laying people off the corporate office. And then when they, as people are being laid off, they're asking, well, what's the racial demographics? What are the racial breakdowns of the people being like, I come on, stop it. If I were that guy, I just said, listen, you're laid off. And by the way, this is why you're laid off. You're an idiot. Okay. So McDonald's is going under good for them. Let the woke eat themselves. Okay. Florida. Let's get to our next story. Florida. Let's give a little reminder about the feud between Disney and the Floridian government. Because this was pretty funny. So Florida passed a parents right passed a bill called the Parents Right in Education Act. Or what the media calls the Don't Say Gay Bill. Of course, gay is not it's a seven page bill. Gay is not in the bill. The word gay is never mentioned. All it basically says is if your kid is gender confused, you need to tell the parents. That's really all the bill is. It's a very simple bill. There can be no gender affirming books in the library, no pornography in the library, little things like that. The parents have a right to talk to the teachers. The parents have a right to see the, um, to see the curriculum. Um, the teachers cannot treat, uh, teach a radical gender theory or, or critical race theory, things like that. Nothing really extreme. So like a hundred Disney employees wanted to throw a fit about this, threw a fit about this bill. And so they protested and they wanted Disney to protest and to speak up. So Disney, as usual, letting the Indians run the tribe, which is why they replaced their CEO, complained about the bill and about Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, what Disney doesn't tell you is that Disney basically runs their own, their own little world. Uh, they signed a bill every 30 years. They have to approve, uh, the government has to approve a bill that allows Disney to basically run Disney, Disney World, as if it was his own government. So they pay less taxes. They don't have to apply for uh, permits when they build a ride or they build a hotel. They run their own, they have their own police force. They have, I, I think they even have their own medical. So it's basically run on its own. Well, DeSantis, who was pissed off that Disney is getting involved in politics instead of just making crappy cartoons about wokeness, he decided he's going to pull those those rights from Disney. The state Senate agreed. They pulled the rights. Now Disney is kind of panicking because now they're going to pay a lot of extra taxes. They can't run. They have to go get permits from the government. Basically, Disney stepped on it. So they're doing everything they can to get this overturned. And they have found a technicality. This technicality dates back to 1692. I kid you not. And it involves Prince Charles, the King of England. Not kidding. So I'm going to read this. This is from Fox News. This is hysterical. The Walt Disney Company admit its feud with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, invoked, the char- invoked Charles III in its attempt to stifle efforts by the Republican governor to strip the company of its self-governance power in the state. 
In February, after nearly a year of lawmakers working to dissolve Disney's special tax district, DeSantis signed a bill into law that ends Disney's self-governing power and puts the media giant under control of the state board. The same month, in hours before the Florida House of Representatives approved the state takeover, the board, still under control of Disney-allied appointees, transferred many of the duties of the special district over to Disney control. That didn't last long. According to developer agreements signed into effect April 8th, February 8th, excuse me, the same day the Florida House passed legislation to control aspects of Disney's land, the Reedy Creek Improvement District transferred most of the power to Disney for the next 30 years. The agreement, which gives Disney the ability to no longer seek board approval to construct complex projects or buildings at certain heights, as well as sell or assign development rights, used a royal clause dating back to 1692 in Great Britain. Now you notice, Disney's lost a lot here. And now they're really worried. Because if they want a bill, I forgot, they didn't even have to follow the regulations of Florida. So they can build buildings as tall as they want without getting approval from the state government. Continuing, quote, This declaration shall continue in effect until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration, end quote, the document stated, referencing language used most often in the United Kingdom. Quote, so, as long as one of the grandchildren makes it 80, this clause would be there for 100 years, said Robert Lord, senior advisor on tax policy at the progressive group Patriotic Millionaires, according to NBC News. Now that's a stretch. First off, there was no Disney in 1692. Second, there really wasn't much of a Florida in 1692. Third, we were under control of Great Britain in 1692. Fifth, we had this little thing called a Revolutionary War, which declared independence from Great Britain in 1776. Any laws that Britain bestowed on us is marked null and void simply because we declared independence. I, I gotta say, this isn't gonna cut, this isn't gonna fly well, this isn't gonna work, but I give them an A-plus for originality. Well, good luck to Disney. I think they're screwed. Okay, I'm gonna do something really bizarre today. Um, I'm almost gonna end this on time, but first, we need to... No, I'll do this tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna end on time today. I hope you folks have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talk, uh, Talking Politics. <laughs>